yo, 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 check this out. This is Fresh Kid out the China, man. Get the two live crew. Yo, yo, what's up, y'all? It's me, DMC. What's up, y'all? This is the Floyd Master P. Yo, check us out. Chuck the Public Enemy. Yo, what's up? This is DJ Yellow from the world's most dangerous group. What's up? This is DLC. This your boy, C. This is Jerry Heller, motherfucker. This your boy, DJ Paul K. Oil 365. Young Dizzy Ball. Vice One. Yo, this is DJ Reddy Brand. What up, what up, what up? This is the real Rick Ross. You can listen to me on the Murder Master Music Show. Broadcast up and put the real interviews with legendary artists. Still got love for the underground feel. Rappers with records are better than each other. Rappers are coming up. Get up put on. We need to do the platform to fight the mainstream. The show that you need to be on. Hit up UGS for life on the screen and follow up with it.com for all of your needs. Production and mixing and master and graphics. Shout out to the line. Check out the archives and hundreds of shows. But he can come to the unit. Everything free to download the stream. Oh yeah, we can turn the real real shit. We got the gold with these. We got our bitch. We represent. All them chillers on the mic. And we should love to all your fans. Motherfuckers wanna hate. yourself glad to be on the show man thank you thank you uh it's an honor to have you on the show um i'm doing pretty good you know considering what we're all going through right now how have you and yours been holding up uh during this pandemic i know you guys uh you know say been kicking ass but other than that how you been doing well you know it, it, it's been as far as the family me and my family are are good you know we've had a. Uh, a couple older family members affected by it, but overall we've been good. But now the the organization has 100% been affected by Corona, and it's it's been a little harder to run and made things a little different. But we're getting through overall. Yeah, definitely. I'm glad to hear that. Um, but you guys, you you've still been active. 
Uh, You've been doing your thing. You've been active. And I'm sorry, excuse me, at the base of my car. I got to fix, though. Um, yeah, so we've been active 100%. Um, we did stop for about a six-week period uh, here in Virginia when they had this basically gathering ordinance where we just legally couldn't do it. Um, but other than that time period, we've remained active. Yeah, yeah. I, I've been you know checking out the site daily, and uh, I've been seeing fights pop up all the time. Um, you know what I'm saying? Just to give the people a little bit of an idea, I want to go, uh, you know what I'm saying, in your background a little bit. When did you get involved with fighting? Uh, how old were you and what drew you towards it? So I was at a, a boxing academy up in Pennsylvania, in Erie, Pennsylvania, when I was young. And basically I had gotten the judge had basically required as part of my probation for me to attend this boxing academy. And um, so I did, and I ended up, even after my probation was over, staying there. And uh, I was there for years. It, it really impacted my life, the people there. Um, it just it was a big part of my life and influenced the way I do things now. Yeah. So it, it definitely, uh, you know what I'm saying, gave you some influence what about like uh fighting did you watch like uh, uh boxing or uh mma uh growing up uh i watched boxing now mma wasn't really a thing until until maybe the the mid to late 90s and even then it wasn't super popular um so i came up on boxing and to this day i'm more of a boxing guy but i do like ufc um, and in fact, that's what Street Beast was founded on was MMA. Uh, what inspired you to start your own, you know, what I'm saying fight league? Back in '08, um, me and my workout partner used to, after the gym, we would come to my yard, which is real secluded, and we would spar and do other boxing-related stuff. Well, one day we were back there sparring, and two guys from the neighborhood. You know, back then I was kind of more in the streets than I am now. And two guys who were real, really into the streets approached me at my fence and was like, yo, we got beef. Can we fight back here? Because we just fought in the street and somebody called the cops and we don't want to go to jail. And uh, we want to finish our fight. So I was like, look, y'all can fight, but you can't, you know, you got to, you got to kill it after this. You can't leave here and hurt each other. So they agreed, and they fought, and then like two days later, two other people came and was like, yo, we heard we can fight in your backyard. And I was like, well, nah, that, that's not really what I said, but yeah, y'all can. And my man was like, yo, we need to film this so we don't get in trouble. So he filmed it. So after that, like over the next two months, we had several more fights where people were showing up. And my yard is just, like I said, it's in the middle of our city, but it's perfectly secluded. So everybody was wanting to come there and fight. And then it just kind of grew, man. We had people that didn't even have beef that were like, yo, I just want to fight for fun. Uh, can I fight for sport? And people started hanging around, and it just turned into what it is now, you know, over the years. Yeah, yeah, you're talking about uh, well over now a million subscribers on your YouTube channel, Street Beefs. Um, 
That's amazing. Congratulations on that. Did you ever think it would get that big? Man, I, you know, the, uh, of course when those two guys first walked up, I didn't. But yeah. after after probably three, four months when we started, I said, man, we've really got something here. I didn't know what I had. I just knew it was something because the way people were responding to it, I, I knew – it was something special. So I knew that it would be something big. I just didn't know what. Oh. Yeah, I mean, it's it's huge. Like, uh, for example, you got a fight on here that you uploaded five hours ago. Um, it's already got like 50,000 views six hours ago, something like that. I mean, just amazing. People uh, love fighting all over the world. It's just It's just in our DNA from the beginning of time. Um, well, let yeah, me tell you, you, and I don't mean to cut you off. This is oh, what I always ahead. tell folks. When you were in school, what was the one thing that would make everybody, the jocks, the rich kids, the poor kids, everybody stop and watch a fight? You know, yeah, it, it, when there was a fight, everybody stopped and watched it. Didn't matter their background. Didn't matter whether they were male or female. People watched it. Um, I don't know what it is about human nature, but people like a fight. And the thing about the UFC, yes, it's real, it's savage, but a lot of people don't see the UFC fighters as your average guy. You know, they they can't necessarily relate to a Conor McGregor because this guy, I mean, he's a trained machine, whereas a lot of the, the, the people that fight at street beefs are just your everyday person. You know, they can live next door to you. And I think that's kind of what draws people. Yeah. Well, I also like the the idea, too, of, you know, you're taking potential to murder victims, you know what I'm saying, and, and creating a situation where they could solve their problem right there in your backyard. And then maybe even right. walk away as friends. You, you have a lot of instances where they actually, uh, the beef got completely squashed after the fight? Well, yeah, and I, I'm going to tell you, I personally have had a fight with a guy who, I mean, we hated each other. Like, dude, I'm telling you, I hated him. I wanted to hurt that guy. And I'm sure he felt the same way. We fought, and we ended up being good friends in the end. Um, but there's there's been several fights like that that I can name where the two fighters ended up being cool with each other, man. So it does 100% happen. Yeah. And, and and that's a beautiful thing, man, right there, to be able to to do that. Because in actuality, you're doing good through fighting. You know what I mean? It's like people say it's violent and, and everything, but at the end of the day, it's saving lives, man, potentially. You know? Well, I, I like to think it does. Now, uh, you know, we had a New York Times piece. I don't know if you've seen our New York Times documentary, but if you haven't, go on YouTube and type in Guns to Gloves. Um it, New York Times did a story on us a few years ago, and in it, they talk about I had a friend here who was murdered um, over just some petty nonsense, man. He was murdered on Christmas Eve in front of his son. He came to pick his son up and was beefing with his baby's mama's new boyfriend, and dude captain shot him right in the back. So when that happened, that's when I really was like, man, we got to we got to take this to the next level and really try to 
you know, make make this global if we can and help as many. Look, I tell people street beefs is not the end all. People are like, you always think a fight is going to solve every dispute? Well, of course not. This is just one method of solving a dispute. Some disputes can't be handled this way, you know, but I feel like humans are so different from person to person that you got to have different ways to reach each individual, and this is just one way. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you recently had a fight uh, with a guy who uh, was trolling you online. He actually flew out there. Uh, tell everybody about yeah. that. So, a few days ago. So I'm active on my Instagram um, probably more than I should be. My people are always like, dude, let everybody else handle it. Just fall back. But my Instagram, for some reason, I haven't done that. YouTube, I don't reply to the comments, etc. Well, anyways, this dude just comes on one day all through the comments just dogging me personally, attacking me personally. And I was his name was Just Love to Fight on, on the the post so I finally I responded to him I was like well what's up which I've done that many a times like I've confronted trolls online and we'll go through this process where I'm like okay let's schedule it and I've even had a few schedule it but never show up well this guy we went back and forth then my man reached out to him and was like yo are you for real we want to set it up and then a couple days later dude inboxed us his plane ticket and I was like yo he's for real so, uh, come to find out, you know, things kind of calmed down before the fight a little bit, but he let me know he was a Golden Gloves boxer. He had won Golden Gloves twice and placed second twice. So, he's a real skilled guy, um, and he did show up, and we did fight, you know, and I think ultimately we earned each other's respect because, I actually text with them today, you know, and it's cordial and cool now. But I think that, you know, some of these guys, I don't I don't know what they think, but I think some of them must feel I, I'm soft or whatever. But I didn't start this fight club by being soft. And my fighters, a lot of them know what kind of guy I am, but a lot of the fans don't. So, you know, it, it's one of those things where I just felt like for my pride I had to take the fight. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> and and he put up those tickets right away too to show you he was serious, and um, right. it turned out to be a pretty decent fight, man. You guys went the the, the full distance; nobody got knocked out. Um, you right. Know, what kind of a uh, what kind of a puncher is uh, is punches pretty hard? He's got a decent punch. Um, I would say more so his his hand speed is what I was impressed with for a big guy because he outweighed me by 50 pounds. He was seven inches taller than me. So I had hoped to have at least a bit of a speed advantage. Um, Now, he may be powerful, but I've just always been able to take a good punch. I've never been knocked out. So, you know, but his hand speed is nice for sure. But, um, you know, that's actually not – I was telling you earlier, there was another guy I solved a beef with called Country Crazy, and that video's up on on YouTube as well. And basically, dude broke his leg during our fight. Um, I'd hit him, and he fell, and and his leg snapped. But he ended up afterwards, I'm going to tell you the type of cat he is, he ended up murdering somebody else 
about four months later, and now he's got life in prison, you know. Um, and I, I always think, because me and his dispute was very heated, you know, if we hadn't taken it to the street beef yard, who knows, maybe he'd have came after me, you know. So that's kind of one of those instances where I feel like if, if nothing else, it stopped me from getting killed. Uh, it's unfortunate that we couldn't help him and stop him from killing the next man, though. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, even though we're called the Murder Master Music Show, that's derived from Murder Dog Magazine, we we definitely advocate against murder. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Um, we, we want you to murder these beats. You know, we want you to spit these mm-hmm. cold rhymes, but we, we definitely don't want you to kill anybody. Um if somebody right. wants to fight for, for street beefs, man, how how do they go about doing so? So the fastest way, 100%, is to join our Facebook group. We have a Facebook group that has right now, I believe, 27,000 members. Um, it's not a fan page. It's a closed group, so you have to send a join request. That's the fastest way. If you join that Facebook group, you're pretty much guaranteed to fight as long as you're 18. Um, but if you're one of these people that are just against Facebook, then you can hit me up on Instagram, uh, Street Beefs. We have, I believe, 60,000 followers on Insta. Or you can email us, but lately we haven't been taking the emails because it's harder to determine a person's identity. So I would recommend Instagram or Facebook. Yeah. Yeah, so if you guys are listening, if you guys got beef, you want to settle it, you know, go ahead and uh, you know, get a hold of street beefs and make it happen. Now, you guys get uh requests, I imagine. Uh you ever have anybody like want to do like some wild shit like a a a cage match with weapons and thumbtacks and some of that crazy Japanese wrestling stuff they do? Well, we've had a lot of wild requests, my man, and we we almost never honor anything um, because we can't. You know, in the end, Street Beefs is the goal is to to let you get the fight in without anybody getting seriously hurt or dead. If we started allowing some of the craziness, that would defeat our – I think that, you know – just the MMA, and we've got something new called cage boxing that we do, is savage enough. You know, a lot of these guys, they watch the fights on YouTube, and it don't look hard on camera, I guess. You know, they think it's easy, but you get in there and fight, that one-minute round or that two-minute round is the longest one minute of your life, you know. Um, and I've heard that many times from fighters. So most definitely uh, – even though they may want crazy stuff and request crazy stuff, I think they're good with the regular fights in the end. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And, and you got a lot of skilled fighters. Um, I see a lot of uh, you know, good martial artists, you know, um, also, uh, of course, a lot of boxers. Um, what are some of the best fights that uh, our, uh, viewer, our listeners can go uh, check out in the Street Beefs YouTube page that you recommend? Man, so... Everybody, when when people ask me this, my opinion of what good fights are, other people may not like. But my favorites are more old school. We've got one uh, called Red Baron versus Five Cent. It's two big heavyweights. But I'm telling you, these guys, there ain't many people in the yard that can beat them. Like, they're both 260 pounds. They don't look extremely agile or impressive. 
but I'm telling you, they're they're bad dudes. Um, Red Baron versus Five Cent. Then, <clears throat> um, man, there's so many good ones. Watch King Leo versus Knuckles. King Leo versus Knuckles is a good one. And then Beach versus Turk. Those those fights right there, I would really I would recommend anybody watching. I think they they're a good representation of street beefs. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely and there's so many videos, you know. Um you got uh, uh there's this clip after clip and uh you know, like I said, there's a lot of good fighters. Now some of the guys, uh you'll have guys that come into St. Mrs. backyard that are oh no and I think some of them might think, oh, shit, this is real, <laughs> you know, after the first round. Right. Like, you could tell some of them are gassed. Some of them are, are beat up pretty bad. Um, <clears throat> do you get do you get a lot of those guys that where you just have to say, you know what, I got to stop this. I can't let this guy oh, take yeah. this punishment anymore. Yeah. yeah, all the time, dude. Um, Every single event. I, I had one guy, and, and I'm not going to name no names, but this man traveled from – 13 hours away, and he showed up, and he was like, I'm polling him. I asked everybody what their experience is. He's like, man, I don't care who you match me with. I've been training my whole life. I've been training since I was 11, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, okay, you know, all we can go off of is your word for your first fight. So we still matched him with another O&O fighter, and, man, the first round, he was just getting worked, like – I'm talking about work, man, like to the point I had to step in and say, dude, enough is enough. Um, and it just got, you know, I could see he was like a deer in headlights. He, he, it all became real for him once he got in that ring. And that's what I try to tell people online and on YouTube because they, man, in the comments, you'll see so much shit talk and so many people talking about this, that, and the third and what they would do. And uh, it's just never like you think it's going to be. We actually had a guy, or I had a guy, tell me he was going to fight four times in one day and get his name on our wall of fame. And I was like, dude, just get through the first fight first. You know, well, sure enough, he came and he quit in the second round of his first fight. You know, and I'm just like, how do you go from thinking you're going to fight four times to quitting in your first fight? You know, and the reason is these guys vastly overestimate their own ability and underestimate how tough street beefs is. That's the truth. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, we're going to go to a break. Um, I asked you, uh, you know, what song you wanted to uh, play, and you chose Ice Cube. You know how we do it. What uh, What made you choose this classic? Man, I you know, the video just always stands out to me. Um, it, it's from back when I was coming up in the 90s. Cube's my guy. I just love love the song. Oh, yeah. Leads off the uh, classic album, Lethal Injection. This is Ice Cube. You know how we do it. We'll be right back with Scarface. Don't go nowhere. Street Beefs. Yeah. 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 Fool. You know how we do it. Like me on the black and white ivory, getting sick. 
on a tea leaf. You don't want to see a Jeep break your ass like dishes. Muster ass tricks, sleep with the fishes. Running from Lennox up at Venice. They want to have me a strike like Dennis a Menace. But that ain't poppin', ain't no stopping. Four hopping, ass dropping. Coop the bill, my truth can heal. Fool, I got skills. So back on up before I check that chin. Down as fuck and I'm full off hand. You get no love and I thought you knew it. Fool, you know how we do it. With the homie smelling the bud Double park that I'm talking to Dub About who got a plan Who got a plot Who got got And who got shot Cause everybody knows that he got the info Crazy tunes hanging out the window Ooh, I got them bomb ass tapes The lynch mob Planet of the eight I'm down with eight And what's up Cam is so low they got nuts When I see Ryder sitting I want the bomb just like George Clinton, SKC is down to catch a body. Put on knee deep, we'll turn out your party. It gets no love, and I thought you knew it. Fool, you know how we do it. Jack me on a lick, cause I'm that fool from South Central. You think you suck yourself with a number two fist, so that's how I broke hot lead in your ass. With more bounce to the ounce and a dash, mash up and that's headed for the wet. Everything is great. Slow down for the depth on 108. Keep mashing. Don't drink and dry to keep the fall from crashing. Sash in the clock, and I thought you knew it. You know how we do it. Back then, you know, I had more of a story to tell. 
Um, right. And uh, sounded dope as fuck too, <laughs> you know. Um, but uh, you, you know, recently, uh, I mean, for, for the longest time, uh, you were undefeated. Um, Saints backyard, sixteen and zero. I think you went. I forget the guy's name. Uh, you, you, your first defeat. Um, White dragon. How, how, yep. How how did you handle that uh, that first loss? Well, you know, here's the thing, man. I had told the people around me, my wife and everybody else. I said, look, I said before the loss, I was like, I'm just a big fish in a small pond. I said, there's guys out here that are way more skilled than me, way tougher, et cetera. I said, they just ain't made their way to the yard yet. I said, but the day is going to come where I'll take a loss, and when I do, I'll handle it like a man. Now, in that instance, you know, there was a lot of messed up circumstances that went on behind the scenes in our first fight. Uh, You know, but I don't tell people because it just sounds like excuses. But, you know, ultimately – it um for me the fight losing the fight wasn't the issue. It was how some of our so called fans acted afterwards. You know, there was so much shit talked in the comments and, and people questioning my record and so on and so forth. That that's one of the reasons why I learned to stop stop fucking with the comments. Excuse my language. Yeah. Um no, no, don't people fuck with told the comments, me I agree. So people told me around me, they was like, look, dude, do you think that these big YouTubers are reading comments? They're not, dude. They said, you just need to to get off the comments completely. And it still took me a a year or two after that to really break the habit of reading the comments. But now I can honestly say I haven't read YouTube comments in over two years. So, you know, I'm happy about that. But, yeah, the loss itself – it didn't bother me because it's part of the fight game. You know, yeah. the greatest of all time have lost. Muhammad Ali, Mike Tyson, you know, if those, if it's okay for them to lose, then it's definitely okay for me to lose, you know. But just the reaction is more so what bothered me. Yeah, well, you know, they, I agree 100%. You know, the, the YouTube guys, I mean, there's a lot of supporters out there. They're going to say some positive things, but you're going to have just as many of the negative ones. And uh, I used to get heated, too. Like, I wanted to find some of these people. But they're keyboard warriors uh, uh, 1,500 miles away, you know, and it's good that you ignore them, man. That's the best thing to do. Um, Well, let me tell you, too, brother, you'll find a lot of times the biggest lesson for me, I was arguing with this one one day, and I was going in. I was like, dude, I'll pay for your plane ticket. What's up? Then he's like, well, I'll have to talk to my mom. I'm only 16. And I said, What? Then it hit me. My friend told me, he said, dude, you don't know how many of these people running their mouth are kids, you know? Yeah. There's a lot of kids commenting on YouTube, and you got to learn to differentiate. So, yeah, it's definitely a learning experience. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's different for you because uh, you know the fight game. Everybody's into it. Like, like I'm. I just fuck with the '90s rap crowd pretty much. You know what I mean? So um, you got so much more people that could be coming at you that that are you know kids or old men that can't even fight no more or you know someone who might be sick can't fight. One thing I do respect though, man. You let you let two guys beat the crap out of each other in wheelchairs. Um, 
I've never seen nothing like that before. Uh, you had two guys holding them uh, so they'd stay in place, and they're just slugging the living daylights out of each other. How, how did that fight come about? Well, we've got a guy. I'm a part owner of a gym called Neutral Corner, and we've got a guy that goes to the gym. Um, he, he's in a wheelchair. And, you know, this man has more grit and more heart than damn near anybody I know with two legs. But, you know, of course he can't fight because he's in a wheelchair. And he used to joke all the time, man, you ever get somebody to sit down in a chair with me, I'll do street beats. And at the time, we just kind of laughed it off and didn't pay it no mind. But as time wore on, we were like, dude, we need to try to do it. Let's let him get a fight. And we found somebody that was willing to sit down with him, and it just happened, man. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, they they were really hauling off on each other, man. uh, You know, and uh, it showed a lot of determination, a lot of, uh, you know, heart, like you said. Um, but yeah, that's the difference, man. Street beefs, and you see some of these other ones. You could tell, you know, what I'm saying, uh, um, some of these other ones are just clowning around for YouTube. You take it very seriously. It's like you got referees; they they're, they they look like professional referees. Um, if a guy's getting in trouble, like I said, you step in and make sure he's all right. Uh, how important is to you the integrity of street beefs to to maintain like a, a, a code, so to speak, of professionalism? Well, man, it's everything because people's lives def- depend on our professionalism. You know, if 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 I'm unprofessional and things aren't ran properly, some young kid who's coming out just to have a fight could end up dead in my yard, you know. Uh, somebody could be crippled or hurt for life. Or a beef that that was one thing could escalate to something even worse, you know. So for me, it's, it's important that everything is ran to perfection. And the guys around me will tell you I, I'm a bit of a perfectionist. I, I nitpick something. And I'm easy going, you know, people – as far as I know, like being around me, but I do expect the people in the club to do things a certain way. And the reason is that's for everybody's safety and for everybody's benefit. So yeah, man, definitely. Uh, it's, it's everything to me. It really is. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, you know, and you got a good team of referees around, uh, making sure things are right. Um, you know, um, another thing I noticed, too, is, um, you know what I'm saying, the people respect each other. You know what I'm saying? They're always, you know what I'm saying, giving dap and, and making sure that, you know, the other guy's all right. They help each other up if they knock one each, another guy down. And very rarely do you see guys not show respect. One time, though, I saw a guy, I forget who he was, but he lost, and uh, he didn't congratulate the guy. He just walked out. This, this attitude just stunk, you know. Like he, right. he showed no respect. I, in my mind, I'm thinking, is somebody going to like jump that dude? <laughs> you know, but you guys are professional. You know, you don't get down like that. But um, he deserved an ass whooping after the ass whooping he got. You know. Well, listen, uh, brother. I'll tell you. It, it, here's the thing about human nature. If you put enough humans in a room, you're going to run into a few bad ones. That's just the way it yeah. is. Uh, but the positivity true, true you that. see 
is, is what we demand. We demand that everybody in Street Beefs is positive, and it starts with us. Uh, you know, you heard that old saying, attitude reflects leadership. I try to be positive in everything I do. I try to be welcoming and encouraging. And my staff is the same way. And I think that trickles down to the fighters and the fans, you know. So yeah. I think that's why Street Beats has grown like it has, because people see that it's a good atmosphere. Yeah, absolutely. I just got a couple more for you, Scarface. Um, now, this this is the thing I always wondered, too. Of course, you talked about it, I believe, in your ESPN interview. Um, you know, but uh, how did you at first, you know, as this thing started to grow, obviously the cops are going to see this. You know, there's going to be attention from the law. How did you uh, get them to be uh, compliance with uh, street beefs? Well, there there was no need to get them to be in compliance because – there's no law that stops what we do. Um, this is a, this is a sport ultimately. Um, it's a sport with with gloves and a referee played on private property. It's no different than if you and your buddies want to get together and play tackle football uh, on private property. Yes, it's dangerous. Yes, people could get hurt. But it's your right to play that sport if you want to play it, as long as you're not doing it out in public and harassing people. Um, for us, you know, the key has always been we don't charge money, we don't sell tickets, we don't, you know, we don't generate money at the events, we don't charge the fighters to fight, we don't charge the fans to watch, okay? So that right there is what makes it legal. Um, aside from that, the cops have always been very supportive of us. Pretty much every police officer I've ever spoke with locally has been like, man, I love what you're doing, you know, so... I really um, – it feels good to know that they support us and like it. But, yeah, legally speaking, there's nothing anybody right now could do. Well, that's that's great to hear, um, you know what I'm saying. And, and it, it's really it, – it, like I said, you've inspired so many other people to do this as well. When other people pop up and start their own fight leagues and stuff, um, I, 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 how does that make you feel? Well, it depends on who it is, you know, but um, I'll be honest with you. I I have concerns because I know what it takes to run a fight club safely. I know that yeah. safety is above everything. And what always worries me is if one of these copycats don't take things seriously and somebody does get severely hurt, it's going to reflect on all of us. You know, it's going to – it could get all backyard fighting in trouble. So it worries me when I see teenagers cropping up with fight clubs across the country, et cetera, because um, I know how difficult it is to run one effectively. Um, the the second thing is we have some people who have totally bit our idea from top to bottom um, – you know, these are ex-Street Beast members who have went and tried to basically start a copycat of Street Beast. And, again, that's their prerogative, except I know what their motivation is. It's money and fame. They don't care about solving disputes. They don't care about helping people. It, you know, their their heart isn't in the right place. So with that, I don't, I don't give them my blessing either. But we do have several branches that we, we got some young guys that started one out in California. 
one in Washington State, and now yeah, we're starting one in North Carolina. One. So, yeah, man. So we we support them because we know it's being done the right way, and that's my biggest concern. Yeah, yeah. I I know you're talking about it. You, you just uploaded a bunch of them uh, videos at the YouTube the other day, yesterday and today actually. Um, some Correct. good fights over there. It's very good. Thank fight. you, man. Thank um, you. Well, hey, thank you, man, uh, for uh, taking time out to talk to me tonight. I really appreciate it. Um, man, I want to give you the floor, though, Scarface, before we get out of here. Let them know if you got any events coming up, uh, merchandise they can get. Man, it's all yours, brother. Hey, y'all. So, listen, we got another event coming up September 5th. That's the main branch that I run. Uh, of course, we do have something next weekend as well down in North Carolina, Greensboro. Um Every month we will have something in California, Washington State, and, of course, Virginia. If you got questions, hit us up in the Facebook group or on YouTube. Also, check our links in our YouTube description for merch. We got shirts, hats, everything you can want. Thanks to all of you all that have supported us, man, and thank you for having me on the show. Hey, a huge honor, and uh, hopefully we can do it again in the future and maybe, uh, maybe even interview some of your fighters. Because uh, like I said, man, our audience loves fighting. You know, that's what we're all about. Before I do let you get out of here, though, um, I, I want to get your thoughts on uh, Tyson Roy Jones, man, um, being a fight fan and stuff, being a fighter yourself. What are your thoughts on that fight? So I love that they're both getting a chance to, to be in the limelight again. I love to see Mike Tyson being beloved and respect it as he should be. I think that uh, that Mike, you know, would win it. And the reason I think that is Roy's chin's gone. It's been gone for a while now. Um, I think that Mike just hits too hard. And with with Roy having a suspect chin, I think that's going to be all she wrote. But now they're saying that they're not going to go full out and not go for the knockout. If that's the case, if it's a points fight, then I'll lean toward Roy. Yeah, 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 definitely. I agree with you. I asked Roy when I interviewed him in uh, 06, right after Tyson retired, if he would have fought him, what he would do. He said, I'll feel his power out for the first few rounds. And I was thinking in my mind, if you feel his power in the first few rounds, you could very well easily be knocked out, you know. Uh, That's facts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Kid Dynamite, man. Um well, thanks again. Uh, I'm going to get out of here with an Ice Cube song myself, man. This one's going back a couple years before yours. It's a bird in the hand. Thank you, Scarface. Everybody check out Street Beefs, and uh, we'll see you real soon here at the Murder Master Music Show. Hey, look at this. I've been cleaning out my nest, and I found an old book of my poetry. I was a high school grad. Got to get a job because I was a high school dad. Wish I got paid by a rapper to the nation, but that's not likely. So here's my application. Pass it to the man at AC and C. Because when I was in school, I got the AEE. But there's no SC for this junk stuff. I didn't have no money. So now I got a punch stuff. Now I pay taxes, let him never give me back What about diapers, bottles, and some 
Jackson, an operation push. If you ask me, the whole thing needs a dush. A massive gale, what the hell? Crack a cell in the neighborhood. To the corner house, bitches. Miss Parker, Little Joe, and Todd Bridges. Or anybody that heating up. So I cop me a bird better known as a kilo. Now everybody know I went from Poe to a nigga that got dope. The nigga put the feds against me. Cause I couldn't follow the plan of the presidency. I'll never get love again. But blacks are too fucking broke to be Republican. Now remember, I used to be cool. Till I stopped filling out my W-2. Now senators are getting high. And you're playing against the ghetto backfire. 